Well, good evening again. Who here likes to play games? Raise your hand. I have got the perfect game for right now, a game I think that you will all greatly appreciate. We're going to play a game that I used to play with my kids in the car when things got a little chatty, okay? We're going to play what's called the quiet game, okay? <laughs> and in the quiet game, the rules are very simple. You're quiet, and the first person to make a sound loses. Okay, are you ready? Here we go, starting now. Okay, I heard someone. That was pretty good. That was amazing. Are you aware that there is something that's called the quietest room in the world? Have you ever heard of such a thing? The quietest room in the world. It's in Minnesota, and the technical name for it is an anechoic chamber. Can you say that? An anechoic chamber. That's Latin for no echo. So they developed this special room in the 1940s to test various pieces of equipment, acoustics, human hearing, things like that. When you go in the room, after just a few minutes, you can hear your own heart beating. You can actually hear the air coming in and out of your lungs. You can hear the slightest move of your clothing. And they say it is so disorienting after a period of time that the most that anyone has ever been able to stay in this quiet room is 45 minutes because it's just so overwhelming. It's the Guinness Book of World Records, quietest room, and despite its significance, it remains relatively unknown. And of course, there was another very quiet place that despite its insignificance, or despite its significance, did not get the attention that it deserved. We're going to talk about the town of Bethlehem just briefly. So looking at Luke chapter 2, if you have your bulletin here, just so very briefly, we just heard the bird songs read so wonderfully. It says in verse 4, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to where? To Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Going down to the middle of verse 6, she wrapped him, meaning Mary wrapped Jesus in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. This is incredible. Despite its significance, Bethlehem did not get the attention it deserved. Do you know, a little Bible trivia, when is the first time Bethlehem is mentioned in the Bible? Because like we've seen with so many things, Bethlehem has significance. Bethlehem can be traced all throughout the Bible. When does it first enter in the Old Testament? In the book of Genesis, with someone's quiet and humble passing. Her name was Rachel, the mother of Israel. Do you know what um, Rachel's name is? What, what does Rachel mean in Hebrew? 
It means you. It means female lamb. Rachel was born, I'm sorry, was died near a place called the Tower of the Flock. So here you have in Bethlehem, let's put this together. In Bethlehem, you have Rachel, the mother of Israel, whose name means female lamb, dying near a place called the Tower of the Lambs, which was linked to the birthing of sacrificial lambs. If you can remember all that. That's the first mention of Bethlehem in the Bible. Then, of course, as we heard this morning, who was anointed in relative obscurity in the town of Bethlehem? Who did we hear about this morning? David. And was David the greatest of all of his brothers, the oldest, the most significant? A lot of people do that when I preach, if you haven't been here before. That could be my own family. Um, <laughs> was David the greatest of all his brothers? Yes or no? No. Was he the least of all his brothers? Yes. The most unlikely to be anointed king of Israel in the little town of what? Of Bethlehem. Later in history, Micah. Micah prophesied as follows. But you... Bethlehem Ephrathah. Now, why does the Bible uh, specify that it's Bethlehem Ephrathah? Why is that of significance? Because there was more than one Bethlehem, and the particular Bethlehem that Micah is referring to was in the area called Ephrathah. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you, meaning humble Bethlehem, out of you will come for me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. His prophecy was that the small and insignificant town of Bethlehem would produce Israel's ruler. What's the theme? Greatness coming from where? Greatness coming from a humble place, a place of relative obscurity. So I think we can agree that in the quiet of Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, the humble birth of Jesus marked a turning point in history. Just think of those three things we've said. Think of what Bethlehem signifies with Rachel, who passed away there, whose name means you, like a ewe lamb, kind of preparing the way for something of sacrifice coming from there. It was a royal city, David coming from there. It was a humble place that was foretold that the future king of Israel would come from quiet obscurity. Here's what I want us to think about just so very briefly. The greatest evidence of the supremacy of God, the greatness of God, the magnificence of God, the majesty of God, is the fact that that great God could humble himself and become a man and be born and take on flesh and be laid in a manger for you and for me. Just all of these themes coming together, as Robbie said so capably this morning, you would think that the Messiah would come on a white horse in, in war apparel. The second person of the Trinity, 
the Lord Jesus Christ came in the form of a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. The incarnation of Jesus Christ at Christmas is the greatest miracle the world has ever seen. Merry Christmas, my friends. Pray with me. Our gracious God and Father, we do thank you and praise you. Lord, um, we just don't have enough time to consider who you are and all that you have done for us. Father, um, tonight is going to be such a wonderful time, a time um, of family, um, time around the table, uh, enjoying meals with friends, Father. But in the midst of all this, I pray that you would help us to remember tonight as we lay our heads on our pillows, I pray that you would help us to remember the significance of Christmas, the significance of the incarnation of Jesus Christ, that the greatness of God was seen in his, in his humility in Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.